Tom Brady is back rejoining the Buccaneers at practice this week, and we have a quarterback trade in the NFL along with tons of other news and notes from week two of preseason football coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson here with you, as always, at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Get those questions in for tomorrow's Twitter Tuesday episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And Matt, we've got a lot of news this week, and you are going to review uh, many of the games, not really notes on every single one of the mm-hmm. games, some of them more interesting than others. Unfortunately, a lot of the news that happens is, is more uh, you know, injury and off the field type of stuff at this portion of the offseason and preseason instead of actual really interesting things that happen on the field. There were some happenings on the field that, that we'll also cover from week two's preseason games. But the number one story this past week with Tom Brady just kind of absent and nobody knows why from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it's about an 11-day absence, and now he's back as of Monday, back on the practice field. About the moment we are at right now, I think Tom Brady will be hitting the field and practicing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he's back and we still don't know exactly why we're hearing something about maybe the Bahamas. I don't know if the, uh, the mask singer <laughs> I love is, that. Yeah. Still, uh, is, is still uh, anywhere in reality, but Tom Brady's coming back and I assume he's probably going to have a pretty darn good season, but you know, an odd time to take time off from the NFL might be the first time in history. Someone went on vacation. If indeed he went to the Bahamas for a week, right in the middle of the preseason. It's totally bizarre to me, especially considering his dedication and who he is. It must have been something big. He deserves every benefit of the doubt, even if it's a mass Singer, which is pretty funny. My hunch is tomorrow when we record, we'll probably have a pretty good idea of what it was. Um, I would imagine he doesn't skip a beat, but who knows? That's a long time away. I bet he's kind of losing his mind a little bit. If there was a week, it was a good week because he wasn't going to play. Most of the ones didn't play. Leonard Fournette did get a little bit of action here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week two of the preseason, but it was Kyle Trask at quarterback. They're trying to get the second-year quarterback ready to be a long-term backup. I don't know if he's ever going to be a starter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but uh, I guess the same could be said for the quarterback on the other side, Malik Willis, too. So it was Willis versus Trask in this one, and man... In the third round where they got Malik Willis, I understand not wanting to spend a a first-round pick on Malik Willis, but the talent is there. You watch him play. 7 of 17 for 80 yards and a touchdown. It it does sack three times. It doesn't look amazing. He did carry the ball five more times, was the Titans' leading rusher with 42 yards. But there's something there talent-wise, and he's even gotten better from week one to week two because I haven't seen a lot of training camp practices or anything with Malik Willis, so I'm judging by what I've seen with him in a Titans uniform in two weeks of preseason football, and the numbers aren't great, but it looked like he got better and he, making some plays on the run. He's got talent. I mean, for a third-round pick, I, I like Malik Willis's future, and if, if he doesn't hit, it's totally worth swinging for the fences on a third-rounder. Yeah, I'm not predicting he's going to be a starter or a star or anything like that, but I really did like him coming out of school. And I do think that the league might be kicking themselves already for letting him slide as far as they did, just because we know what plays at the NFL level now. I mean, there's been a lot of these raw 
super talented athletic guys that come into the league and keep their head above water with their physical traits until they learn things. And, you know, I was told he's a year away from being a year away. That's fine, but he makes plays, you know. I mean, not every quarterback out there can say, boy, I'm out there making plays. I mean, I'd rather have him than Trask. I, I clearly would as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah right. and, and and it was a it took less draft capital to get Willis than it did Trask. Mm-hmm. I've been watching the backup running back situation with the Tennessee Titans. Who's that handcuff for Derrick Henry in your fantasy yeah. football leagues? And it's pretty clearly going to be Dontrell Hilliard who is running back too. And then you've got two rookies, the uh, Julius Chestnut and Hassan Haskins. Hassan Haskins, who they drafted, I believe, in round four, and uh, those guys are both look pretty good and i think they're going to be solid running back threes and maybe have an opportunity to be the rb2 to to um to derrick henry this year but uh it's a fun little matchup going on there but clearly Dontrell hilliard is is rb2 for the tennessee titans so if you're looking for a handcuff for henry that's the guy yeah and i think he's going to be more of a compliment to henry you know uh, pull henry out occasionally on passing downs but i wonder if henry were to go down would hilliard be a true handcuff or one of those two hammer types that you mentioned factor in as well and kind of cloud things. And I guess while we're talking about that situation, Tampa, Keyshawn Vaughn, who's been kind of out of sight, out of mind, looks like he's pushing pretty hard for the two spot, not the kid that they drafted. Yeah, Rashad White had six carries for 19 yards. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, maybe they're just giving him one last long look or maybe putting him out there for other teams that might need a running back. But 10 carries for 54 yards, you know. Uh, had the best uh, statistical line of the Tampa Bay running backs in that one. Keyshawn Vaughn almost forgot about him. He was a high pick, third round right. pick. Right. Wasn't that long ago. And now he's like out of sight at him on. He was a super high dynasty rookie pick. And Ryan and I kind of laughed at it like, you guys are getting way ahead of yourself on this. Yeah. Game. I mean, a similar thing happened with the with the next team we're going to talk about in the, the 49ers and Vikings. And uh, the first note with that game that I want to mention is we have a trade. We have a quarterback trade. No, it's Woo-hoo. not Jimmy Garoppolo. It is actually the Minnesota Vikings that have added – Nick Mullins from the Las Vegas Raiders for a conditional future seventh round pick. It's basically the least amount you can trade for uh, an NFL player is a seventh round pick from not the upcoming draft, but the one after a 2024 (laughs) seventh rounder that is also conditional. So if Mullins gets cut before the season even starts, then it's actually nothing. Then they don't get nothing. So it's either nothing or a a conditional uh, next year, seventh round pick for Mullins but to me the takeaway and this was my takeaway already just watching this game and and knowing how much the the coaching staff didn't really care for Kellen Mond last year he was bad I mean he's awful and and you throw in a really bad interception in this game was second interception of the game um, and then they go and sign someone like Nick Mullins who's you know played in a, in a similar scheme before that might know the terminology uh, I feel like Mannion and Mond both aren't great fits for what O'Donnell's doing there the new head coach of the of the Minnesota Vikings who comes over from the Los Angeles Rams and I think Nick Mullins is at least a nice fit and someone that they know can be a capable backup and especially it, it might spell the beginning of the end for Kellen Mond in Minnesota because it just has not gone well yeah, I think that's the clear takeaway. I mean, you're obviously very familiar with Mullins from the Niner days, but he's about as boring as they come. I mean, he's a number two at best, but he's dependable and knows what he's doing, which tells me Mon probably isn't, you know. So this is not a good sign at all for Mon. Ty Chandler looking pretty good. I, I think. like him, yeah. His line wasn't amazing. The fifth-round draft pick for the Minnesota Vikings is similar to what we just talked about with some depth, and he's not the one, he's not the two. He's behind Alexander Madison probably, but there's something to him. Uh, maybe a deep stash for you in your in your 
uh, fantasy leagues. Kenny and Wang Wu, they've got a lot of running backs there in Minnesota right now. But uh, Ty Chandler, I was impressed with him a little bit. On the other side at running back, the 49ers, you know, you always want a Shanahan running back on your fantasy teams. And this is one that we've been watching a lot. And similar to what we talked about with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Trey Sermon, the third rounder from last year, never got it going as a rookie. And man, looks like the worst of the bunch this year, too. I, I don't know if Trey Sermon's going to make the team. Hmm. He's, he's he started this game. So with Jeff Wilson out and Elijah Mitchell both sitting because the 49ers and, and the Vikings both sat 27 guys. Neither one of them started any uh, a couple starters were out there. But but that's about it. Very few. Um, Trey Sermon got first crack as if he's going to be running back three for this team. And 1.6 yards per carry just doesn't look like he has a lot of vision. And the undrafted rookie Jordan Mason out of Georgia Tech looked better. Ty Davis Price, the third rounder, they went back to back third round picks at running back. He looks better. He looks like more of the guy they thought they were getting in Trey Sermon, a bigger bodied running back to Michael Hasty. Uh, average five yards a carry in this one. He's the, the better receiving back. So I have no idea what's going to go on here still. I might go down to the third preseason game if you're trying to figure out the pecking order of running backs behind Elijah, uh, Elijah Mitchell with the 49ers. As all of us fantasy people are, my take on it was Davis Price gets a little boost then. You know, like I know that predicting that backfield, as you know, is always difficult and it's very fleeting. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. The funny thing is Davis Price was, if you count Mitchell and then Wilson, who didn't play, and I think they're one, two, and then Sermon's running back three, and then Jermichael Hasty came in before Terry Davis Price. Oh, did it? GDP is like running back five currently on the oh, depth wow. chart. And I, I think he's going to play a bigger role than that, especially if they do something with Sermon. Maybe there's a, a trade coming or something like that, or maybe if they cut the third rounder already. But man, Jor uh, Jordan Mason, the undrafted rookie, looked better than all of them. He looked better oh, than wow. Ty Davis Price. He runs okay. hard. He's got vision. So uh, I was impressed there. But you know what can happen? You know, late second half of a game that, starters didn't even play you're playing against guys who aren't going to make it in the nfl so you don't want to get too excited when you see some of those things and that's what makes it difficult so i think it's going to go a little bit more down to the wire but clearly the 49ers can't keep all those guys yeah and it's always seems like the, the case with them but i'm not going to go boosting ty davis price up my ranks so i'm just just going to stay away from that one i think 17-7, the final score that we probably don't care much about mm -hmm. uh, in that one 49ers and vikings okay next we will talk Panthers, Patriots, all right, uh, Texans, and Rams. An unfortunate injury there. It looks like their top rookie for the Los Angeles Rams will be lost for the year. Tons more news and notes from preseason week number two coming up. But first, let's talk about betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. How about this? Williamson's guy, George Pickens, second round wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He now has the highest odds for being rookie of the year with the offseason and the preseason that he's having. More on that Steelers game in a bit. Brees Hall, he's six to one. Brees Hall, nine to one. Kenny Pickett, another Steeler, nine to one. Chris Olave, Sky Moore, 10 to one odds for rookie of the year, 12 to one for Damian Pierce. Some of those names are really climbing up the list with the preseasons they're having at bet online. If you want to get involved in some NFL betting, there are tons of odds already for the 2022 NFL season. Find reviews and news on every league, including major league baseball, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, golf, live in-game betting, and Bet Online continues to be not only the top online resource for wagering, but for news and information as well. So get to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening there at Bet Online, where the game 
starts. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. It's Fantasy Draft Week on the, the Locked On Podcast Network. However you play. Experts from Locked On Fantasy Football, Locked On Dynasty Football, Matt Williamson included, will bring you daily positional top 10 lists to get you ready for the season. Find Locked On Fantasy Football and Locked On Dynasty Football on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Carolina Panthers at New England Patriots, 2010 Patriots in this one. Uh, and some unfortunate injury news here. And rookie quarterback Matt Corral looks like he's going to lose out on his rookie season. He got injured. And uh, it's unfortunate, but other quarterback news in this game, Baker Mayfield, has been named the starter, which is probably the least surprising news out of uh, the entire weekend, Matt. Yeah, named a starter, and him and Darnold didn't even play. You know, so it was P.J. Walker starting, Corral finishing up, who then got hurt. Um, Zappy, the the rookie quarterback on the other side, played quite a bit as well. Mostly good, but some bad. And then another rookie that stood out to me in a negative way, which I hated to see, was Icky Ikwanu, the the first overall pick or first pick from the Panthers. He had a tough day, and that one was not you know all that rosy for me. And unfortunately, a ton of injury news this week. And uh, another rookie on the Patriots side, Tyquan Thornton. Oh, right. Uh, it's um, that he was broke a his collarbone. collarbone. Yes, broken collarbone, which, you know, those things can kind of linger and take a while. And you think you're back and you don't want to come back too soon because it can break again, even if you feel like you're 100%. So they're saying eight weeks. So he's going to miss, you know, a quarter of the season and, and probably more. Maybe, you know, that, that, could, that could be half of your rookie season just about for Tyquan Thornton. And one thing that is clear, and we already knew he had, you know, tracks but it's one thing I've liked about him. I thought he was drafted too high in the second round by the Patriots, but he's got game speed too. Like the oh, yeah, yeah. And it plays, take it shots plays on him, the yeah. field. Mm-hmm. And I don't like their receiving core, including their tight ends, all their pass catchers, but they have a nice variety of styles. He's a lot different than Myers or Parker, their tight ends. So he complimented them that way. And, you know, it's truly a take the top off type of guy. And Mac Jones isn't a cannon-armed quarterback, but he throws a pretty deep ball. So I thought that yeah. was a, a really nice connection for the Patriots. So we'll have to wait a little while longer to see that one in the regular season. Uh, one other nugget. And now with uh, – there's some hope that it's just Harris and Ramondre Stevenson flat out sharing the backfield and not three other guys like it always is. Although Ty Montgomery in such a Ty Montgomery manner is still looming a little bit. Yeah. He's still there and he can get that passing down work. Ramondre Stevenson and and Harris, uh, you know, they, they both, I think catch the ball a little bit, but yeah, it it could start to creep into a three running back four running back situation pretty quickly because they have the rookie Pierre strong there as well. But um, we'll, we'll, what we want is Stevenson to be the passing down guy and a rotational early down guy. Now you're talking. Yeah, the fan, that's what the fantasy community wants. Right. And then to become RB1 next year with Pierre Strong, the change-up speed guy after him. Right. After Harris leaves in free agency. That's, but of course, it won't go that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Find more of that on Locked On Dynasty Football featuring Matt Williamson. Okay. Bad news yeah. for Los Angeles, the Rams. They they, they lost mm. to the Houston Texas 24-20. That's not the bad news. They lost their top draft pick, which was a third rounder. They didn't pick until the third round. Logan Bruss. The guard has a torn ACL and MCL, so his rookie season is over. And they needed him to come in and, and compete and play early. Yeah, they did. And not that he was a superstar, but he's a very typical early to mid-round guard Rams type of pick that ends up being a four-year starter. And then he leaves and they get a comp pick for him. And then they do it again and do it again. So they're a little thin there. I, I mean, it, I, that would worry me for sure. I mean, that line... 
just looking at it on paper is not impressive. I'm sure they'll make it work. Um, two other rookie news on the other side. It, it sure looks like Damian Pierce is the clear starter now. They held him out of this game as if he were, you know, a, a, a star type, you know, type of guy, not wanting to give him the carries. And then I was watching it and what I paid a lot of attention to Derek Stingley when the Rams had the ball, who of course didn't play any of their starters. And it, I, I just felt like I was in his head, like watching him line up and cover these guys and then play cover two or pass them off. And he'd kind of like look around like he wasn't super comfortable in zone. And I'm just getting in, in his head going, coach, let me just lock this dude down and play man coverage, you know? So uh, that, that's an interesting fit. Yeah. Good notes on both of those guys. And if anybody's wondering, Damian Pierce is RB one for the Houston Texans yeah, yeah. and they're treating him as such. So that sort of like, you know, puts a pin in that one, but you, you draft a, a corner number three overall that has Stingley's skill set, you drafted him to be a man coverage corner. Right. And if you're going to be playing him in like cover two zone, that doesn't benefit anybody. What are you doing? It's like, it's sort of like a, a, a complete, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say miscommunication, but just the GM's drafting for one thing and the coach is coaching something else. It makes me wonder if, if Lovey's really just there for one year, you, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they'll play more man coverage in the regular season. And Lovey is defensive coordinator played more man last year than he usually does, but it's still an odd fit. And it makes me think they have a big picture situation in mind here. Right. And look, we know Lovey's history, you know, with the cover two scheme, mm-hmm. but it's also maybe a situation where like, we already know we can man up. So let's work on the other thing. Maybe I'm also going to do sometimes. So it is the preseason. That would be the time to practice these things. Right. Right. He just looks like he's frustrated or not doing what he should be doing out there. You know, you would absolutely hope that that doesn't continue a ton. Right. Uh, moving on next to, year. You know. right, yeah. Moving on to a an absolute blowout here. The Buffalo Bills are, are ready to go. They are ready to go. Put everybody in bubble wrap. 42-15 Buffalo Bills beat the Denver Broncos. Uh, the only problem is the Buffalo Bills cared about this game, and it, apparently the Denver Broncos did not. And it sure showed. I mean, Bills fans were loving it. You know, Josh Allen made a tremendous play. He actually played two series, I think. Stephon Diggs stayed in, you know, not late into the game, but long enough for Keenum to play. The O-line was dominant, Davis, Diggs, and it was not even close to a competitive outing. The Bills just blew their doors off in all facets. And this is an interesting one because there was four preseason games for so long, every team had kind of copycatted each other, and everyone had the same exact program, you know. Not very many people play in week one of the preseason. Maybe you play a quarter in week two. Week three is the dress rehearsal. You play your starters for a full half or something like that. Then week four, nobody plays. And it's the guys 53 through 90 that battle for the last spots on the roster. And you get ready and you go into the regular season. But now with three preseason games, they cut off the fourth game. So uh, different teams are doing it differently. And clearly a team like the Broncos is looking at it like week three is still the dress rehearsal. And the Bills are looking at it like, well, we just cut off the first week of the old preseason. Now week two is the dress rehearsal, and, and maybe week three we won't play everybody. So that's something that's interesting because everyone's playing it differently, so you're going to get outcomes like this. And I don't know if it necessarily helps the Bills to just beat up on the Broncos twos and threes. Yeah, I, I don't know. And I, I'll be honest, I meant to start the show by saying I expected many more teams to treat this past week like the dress rehearsal, and we didn't. And 
not to give you a hard time, but I mean, I don't know if Denver and these other teams will even use week three as a dress rehearsal, or is it just get to the you know the starting line? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. There's not enough precedent in the league to know how this is going to go. Yeah, we're gonna have to see how it goes. I know some mm-hmm. teams are. The 49ers are are, are treating yeah. next week like the dress rehearsal. Okay, and it's partially because they had so many games in a in a short stretch, uh, and and so we'll see how many teams actually do it that way, but. Um, yeah, it is definitely something to note and follow, especially context needed. You know, you get players showing showing up. Great. Every fan base has probably got one guy on their team that they love that has looked amazing in the fourth quarter. But, you know, who's the competition you're playing against? Mm-hmm. And, and they might be surprised when those players still get cut. Um, looking at one note here from the, the Buffalo Bills backfield, though, uh, especially from a fantasy perspective, Devin Sing- Singletary is clearly the the number one back there still. Yes, yes. And James Cook looks good in some of those outside zone runs. He looks athletic. Uh, he's going to be a pass catcher out of the backfield. But I still am not sure about his early down usage. And clearly, since Devin Singletary is going to be the, the running back one, it's going to be a, a, a one-two punch there, it looks like, with Zach Moss falling a little bit behind in his usage. And except James- Moss comes in at the goal line and seals the touchdowns. Yeah, so maybe you don't <laughs> or want Or Allen's to. going to. You know, you're right. <laughs> If you're in a PPR league, maybe you you, you you draft Cooks and Hope, but he's going, I think, a little bit too high for me in a lot of mm-hmm. these leagues. Maybe it's a backfield you still want to avoid like you did last year. Right. I mean, you hate to avoid a backfield from maybe the best offense in the league, but they kind of all cancel each other out. But I think you're right. Singletary is the one, and that in itself has a lot of value. And the passing down work, if they're going to throw the ball a lot and someone who's dynamic and can make plays – after the catch, like James Cook, even mm-hmm. if he doesn't get first or second down work, could be useful. Uh, oh, yeah. He's, he's going so high, too. So He is. Next, we will talk Commanders and Chiefs. Both of them had their starters. Some takeaways from that game. Matt's insight on his Pittsburgh Steelers. Starters playing there with the Steelers and Jaguars. A couple of rookies to note in that game. We've got Bengals, Giants, and Ravens, Cardinals. Some notes on those games coming up, but... Uh, if you're hanging out with your buddies, as we all do, maybe watching some football over the weekend, uh, maybe you are just uh, cutting loose a little bit after work on a Friday evening. Uh, a few becomes a few too many as the evening comes to an end, putting back a few drinks and people start to head out. You think, ah, maybe I'll just call for a ride. That was the plan, right? Let's let's be smart about this. And then you have a few drinks and you think, nah, I live close by. Uh, I'll get home. It'll be OK. It'll be totally fine. Let's just. Let's just drive. What are the odds? You know, you'll get pulled over anyway. Maybe you'll you can talk yourself out of it if you do. What the insurance goes up, pay a little fine. Maybe you lose your license. Maybe you lose your job. Maybe you total your car. Maybe you kill somebody. It can get serious really quickly. Everyone knows the risk about drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you Think you're okay to drive after a few drinks? Think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Okay, man. Moving on to the Washington Commanders at Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs winning this one 24-14. We saw Carson Wentz out there with the ones. We saw Patrick Mahomes out there with the ones for Kansas City. And clearly Kansas City's ones looked better than the Commanders' ones. And then I turned the game off after that. Yeah. Mahomes missed a throw or two early, and then he was lighting it up, kind of like I was talking about with Allen. They were moving the ball easily, and Mahomes looked like Mahomes. Um other chiefs note was Juju didn't play sky Moore might be a little more buried in the depth chart than we thought, 
But that was just, a big one for me. I, I, yeah. I, I was like, who's Justin Watson? I'd say he's lighting it up. That's the next name I was going to mention. This guy's why is he playing it up. right now. First of all, where's Sky Moore? And is this really going to continue into the regular season? Yeah, I, I bet not. I mean, I keep hearing big things about Juju there, but we'll see. I mean, there, there is opportunity for sure. Uh, the first round pick, Karloftis, made some plays. He's had some good buzz around him. And then Wentz didn't do anything wrong. He just didn't really play particularly aggressive. But McLaurin made some plays. Dotson made some plays. And Brian Robinson might be the top back there, but that's another messy one. Another messy backfield, but clearly the running back to own that you should be yeah. targeting that you might be able to get late is Brian Robinson. We mentioned James Cook. James Cook's going higher in fantasy drafts than Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson actually might be uh, a clear number one running back for the Washington Commanders might as be, soon as yeah. we won. I mean, because the way that they're using Antonio Gibson right now is as a, an afterthought on offense and, you know, a return man. Yeah, kind of gadgety type dude, too. And he right. made a play or two as well, but his role is not very clear. So we're seeing why they drafted Brian Robinson so high in uh, the 2022 NFL draft for the Washington Commanders. How about your Pittsburgh Steelers? Rookie of the year? Wide receiver receiver for George Pickens, rookie of the year. 16-15 win um, of the Steelers over the Jacksonville Jaguars, by the way. But uh, how are the rookies looking? Because when I watched Kenny Pickett play, he looks really comfortable out there, but the he hadn't, you know, the reports weren't glowing out of camp for him. Is is he sort of a, a gamer that looks better in games than he does in practice? Without question. And real quick on Pickens, uh, on my other show that I do for Steelers.com, we've been telling people it used to be plus 3,500 for Pickens. So if you listen to the drive with Dale and Matt, you know, you should be checking that. You, you should be very happy they put a bet down at those numbers. I wouldn't be touching it now. He would not be my leader in the clubhouse. But it's a pretty easy year to have a non-quarterback in the mix, which brings me to Pickett. Um, Trubisky's a starter, but Pickett has played extremely well in both preseason games, and every practice is better than the last. I mean, the, the, the early practices, he looked very, very much like a rookie with him being a pit guy. And, I mean, trust me, this whole town thinks he's – a combination of Bradshaw and Roethlisberger without any of the negatives, but he's been very good. I think he played nine snaps in this game, but he ran a great two-minute drill and played extremely well. Steelers' O-line is an utter disaster, but the rest of the offense looks very, very good. Deontay, Fryermuth, all those dudes, Pickens. Um, but Jacksonville's defensive front, as we've talked about a lot, I always go back to when we had Locked on Jags on here talking and he talked about that building that front seven to deal with Taylor and Henry. And boy, they are a physical good group. Allen played extremely well. Walker showed up, all those linebackers. And I thought Lawrence kind of looked like a star in the making. You know, he was really smart with the football, red blitzes and threw right within the voids, layered footballs really well. I mean, so there's something to build on with Jacksonville. And I would not hesitate to draft uh, Christian Kirk pretty early in fantasy as well. Yeah, they paid him a lot to be wide receiver one and sort of be that safety blanket for him. And it's a huge year for Trevor Lawrence. Um, And Mm -hmm. and by all accounts, he's he's looking like he's going to make good on that in year two of his NFL career. Quick note here, uh, looking at Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, this from Warren Sharp. Just the style of those two quarterbacks has been pretty stark in these two preseason games. Kenny Pickett is looking like he's he's going to play more of a, a Roethlisberger-style game because we had talked about how Roethlisberger's depth of target had just fallen off a cliff at the end of his career. So far, of 72 preseason quarterbacks through the two preseason games, 
in the NFL. Kenny Pickett's time to throw is number two in the league, 2.3 seconds. That's Drew Brees-like, and you don't see that often from a rookie getting the ball out quick, so that's important. But air yards is 65 out of 72, so he's throwing the ball quick, but he's throwing it short, Mm 5.4 yards per attempt, whereas Trubisky is the exact opposite. He's number two in air yards per attempt at 12 air yards and number 67 at time to throw at 3.1 seconds, which is something that he was bad at before with uh, with the Chicago Bears. So Very uh, interesting. That that's uh, it's pretty fascinating how opposite those two quarterbacks have been for the Steelers. And I can expand on that because a lot of throws, especially in this last game, that Trubisky made play break. The O line's so bad right now. Uh, play breaks down. Trubisky buys time. Runs around behind the line of scrimmage a little bit. Let's football go. So I don't think that's by design with Trubisky. He's just a pretty good athlete that's making plays in second reaction situation. I wrote like a 2,000-word article after the Steelers drafted Pickett saying my number one concern with him, especially, and not even comparing him to Ben, was of all the top quarterbacks, his average time to throw as a college player was the highest. He was able to kind of pat the ball at Pitt. And in practice, every time I'd be critical of him was, Kenny, you're holding it too long. Or Tomlin's yelling at him all the time. Get it out. Get it out. You know, I mean, in practice. And in games, he is getting it out. And that is the biggest hurdle that he's, you know, in the process of jumping over and was my biggest worry as he transitioned. Yeah, oftentimes the biggest hurdle for most young quarterbacks. Yeah, right. That's good to see. You know, right. Good to see quick development. And he is supposed to be, that was the thing. He was supposed to be the guy who's ready to play maybe somewhat early in his career. So maybe. Yeah, showing up. Competition? No, still it's still all Trubisky. No, no picket. I'm going to ask answer so many of those questions starting with the Steeler post game show last su- Saturday night. Trubisky's yeah. a starter. Um, Pickett's very promising. Trubisky and Pickett played a combined 22 snaps in that game. You know, like let's not get too crazy. You know, right? And let's let's wait to see what happens for a couple of weeks. You you lose you go over right. to Trubisky that might that time late might accelerate a little bit. No doubt. And they're very happy with Trubisky. That's the thing is, you know, I think they're happy with both. And Rudolph played okay, too. Cincinnati Bengals at New York Giants. 25-22 Giants win this one. We saw uh, no Joe Burrow, which we're not going to see in in the preseason. We did see some of Daniel Jones in this one, and his line looked good. 14 of 16 passing, 116 yards to throw an interception. Um, But uh, with, with this game... There was, you know, I want to go actually to Wandale Robinson, the rookie, because he had was like three catches for negative three yards. And he's he was already someone who looked like he was going to be a gadgety type of player in the NFL. They drafted him really high ahead really of George yeah. Pickens, by the way, the New York Giants. Right. And it's like, I didn't see it, especially for a gadgety player. And right now the gadgety stuff doesn't look like he looks like he doesn't look like a a special gadgety player that you would have to draft so high. And I don't know if his wide receiver usage is going to be important enough for him to be uh, for him to have been drafted that high and be an impact player as a, as a rookie. So kind of stocked down on, on Wandale Robinson. For me. It kind of smells like Andy Isabella going before DK Metcalf, you know, in the, exactly. In the what it smells like. <laughs> you you know? There he is Tony who could do a lot of those things. So, he is the special gadget guy. So, and he is special. Yes. But more right. special talent, I think physically, maybe there's something else they didn't like about him. Obviously, if they were going to try to trade in this off season, if those Rumors were true, but, you know, questionable there with that New York Giants uh, receiving group. And, you know, already things questionable at quarterback with Daniel Jones going into a pivotal year for his career. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think Jones played bad. I watched a lot of this one. Um, He did throw a pick that I don't know if it was even his fault to Daxton Hill. 
who was really the only like Bengal guy I cared about. They sat just about everybody and sticking with the first round theme, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau, the play was either a fullback or a tight end was pulling straight at him. And they went low at the last minute and just buckled his knee. And I thought, Oh no, the rookie's out for the year, took him off on a cart. And then I guess he hopped off the cart and walked to the, the into the locker room and reports today are good, but it didn't look good. Yeah. And I don't know the MRI results or anything like that, but he said he's good. And apparently they dodged a bullet there with Kayvon Thibodeau. Did you Hopefully, think it was a dirty yeah. hit or, I mean, he's just trying to like, guys, no. get, guys get cut all the time in the NFL. And I've seen some ex NFL players on social media saying you, uh, it's not dirty. You, you got to protect yourself. And in fact, they're, they're trying to get you to, to hit lower, but uh, yeah. I mean, it went right for the knee and it's probably, it was a, I don't remember who blocked, but it was, later in the game and since he didn't have their stars in to start with. So I'm sure it's some kid just trying to make the team and doing exactly yeah. what he's coached. I don't think it's dirty and Thibodeau could have protected himself better. But I also think that if it was ones versus ones, it'd probably be an unwritten code to not go at my knee, you know, in the preseason. It's right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and yeah, it was just awkward too. Cause he had his foot planted in, instead of, you know, mm-hmm. protecting himself against a cut block like that. Last one here, Ravens 24, Arizona Cardinals 17 uh, on the Ravens side. Not a lot of ones in there for them, but man, Isaiah Likely, the the rookie tight end, this draft looks like it could be pretty darn amazing for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, right. um, Likely looks like he'd be a starting NFL tight end. Eight catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. He just gets open, pure hands. His athletic testing was awful, but his film was great. And yep. I think this is one of those lessons where it's like, okay, don't change your grade. If he's a great player, he's a great player. Like he's a football player. He's, he's not a, a track athlete. No. And, and smaller school didn't probably help him either. But to your point, I was about to say, I would have bet my bottom dollar the day before the combine that this guy was going on day two, second or even, you know, third round at the latest. And he didn't look slow or unathletic on tape in college at all. Um, and then didn't have a good combine and he's a small school guy and he's not a blocker, you know, but so what? No one's a blocker tight end anymore. And the Ravens will turn him into a player. I have no doubt in my mind, you know, him and Huntley were connecting well, but it seemed to me like the biggest storyline was they keep showing Kyler and they keep showing Lamar, you know, like contract. Oh, contract is, is a huge one. That's going to yeah. keep on going. And uh, Tyler Huntley had a really good time. Mean, Tyler Huntley's making himself, speaking of contracts, some future money as a, as a backup, maybe stopgap type starter somewhere. Yeah. Uh, like he, he's, he's putting some good film out there. Um, Every time he goes to the field, he plays well. Yeah. Likely the fourth rounder, the third rounder, Travis Jones. He did get a little deemed up. I don't think week one is in doubt, but he's getting shut down for the rest of the preseason, according to mm. John Harbaugh. And he's been awesome in the third round. They had two first round picks. So it looks like an awesome rookie class for the Baltimore Ravens. You mentioned Kyler Murray. Uh, that was the big story for me when the when the Cardinals had the ball on offense is Kyler Murray calling plays. And Cliff Kingsbury had a had a quote, and I don't have the quote in front of me, but basically he's like, This crap's hard. So I just wanted to prove to my young quarterback how hard <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. to call plays. And then Kyler Murray, while calling plays, runs two touchdown drives, and Cliff Kings- Kingsbury, while calling plays, has a field goal. So it was oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was fourteen to three as far as far as play calling goes with uh, with Kyler Murray a resounding lead there calling plays. So that was really funny to see him uh, calling plays out there. And side note here, to kind of wrap it up is 
this might make some fantasy owners throw up in their mouth a little bit, but Mike Davis might be relevant. You know, I mean, we're not getting any positive news on Edwards for sure. Dobbins is still looming. It looks like Davis, he started this game. He might start week one. And I know that didn't go well for people that drafted him last year at all. That'll do it for today's Peacock and Williamson. If we did not get to your team on today's week two preseason wrap, hit us up on Twitter at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL and give us a question about your squad. We'll get into all we of skipped you. some on purpose, folks. So we well, got a right, little bit yeah. of a time crunch here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have time to get into every preseason game, especially when it's the preseason. So uh, that is today's program. Matt and I back tomorrow, right here, Peacock and Williamson.